And now, talking some North Alabama high school football and sharing lukewarm takes from around the SEC, it's the potentially award-winning Three and Out pregame show with Joe, Zach, and John Davis. Welcome in to the Three and Out pregame show. For another week, it's hard to believe we are sitting here with only two regular season games left in this season. I'm Joe Cagle, joined by Zach Ross, John Davis Rollins. Guys, it's um, it's good to be here once again. Um, like I just said, hard to believe we are sitting here at the eighth game of the season. I know. Ninth. Season's dwindling down. It's getting uh, chillier and chillier outside. Mm. Um, football weather, as I like to call it. Fat boy weather, as John Davis likes to call it. <laughs> Don't want to take the words out of his mouth. But, but yeah, we're inching closer and closer to the end of the season. It, you know, you wait all summer for it to get here, and then it just flies by. I know. It's unreal. And I know we were talking about um, we were talking about just a few weeks ago how fall isn't here. It's not. It's here. Oh, it's here, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's here now. When you wake up in the morning and you and you forget to throw a little heat on before you go to bed, you wake up that thermostat says sixty five. I know you're cold, but you're like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been a good season so far. I mean, obviously, Gunnersville wraps up region last week. Huge win against Boaz. Uh, we all kind of expected them to get that win, but it was good to see it actually happen. Um, your thoughts from the Boaz game, John Davis? I thought it started just like we we predicted that it would. And for those that were not there, if you haven't gone back and watched Logan Pate's touchdown run. Angry run. I mean, he carried defenders from the 30-yard line. Kyle Brandt with Good Morning Football, he retweeted it. Wow, he did. Yeah. He I either sh- retweeted it or he liked it. But it wasn't on the show. I watched Tuesday morning because, you know, uh-huh. Tuesday morning is the Angry Run segment. So I watched. I was like, oh, my God, if he puts Logan Pate on here. No, he didn't. Uh, well, yeah. I, yeah, I sent that around to everyone that I know that he did. people for people that aren't from Gunnersville and all that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of like a uh, like a Bobby Humphrey or a, like a Barry Sanders kind of run yeah. where you know just like like what was it, about eight or nine guys like had their hand yeah. on him at one point. Yeah, Logan's one of those runners where if you're a defender, if you are not all in on getting this dude on the ground, then just get out of the way right. to begin with. Because Logan, we saw at the beginning of the season, we all kind of thought. Man, this might be what Logan's biggest problem is, is his unwillingness to go down. Now he's taking care of the football when he does it. Oh, man, that's like a freight train. Well, I'm going to have to uh, get my Nick Saban hat on and go out there and try to recruit him for soccer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that might be how I spend my next month. You uh, can put him somewhere. I don't know if he's a baseball player or not, or he might he do is. some track or what. He is? He oh, well, then baseball. I'm, I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to go after your player then, but uh, – but yeah, no, he's an incredible athlete. And we saw last year, you know, not only can he can he just bust heads and 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 just truck over people, but he hurdled someone last year. In yeah, game. he did, and they got called back. He got called for a penalty, which I think is one of the oh my gosh, dumbest about penalties. That. And then he don't don't forget he had that what was it forty five yard touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, he was a former pass, was a converted mm-hmm. quarterback. He probably would have been the quarterback. Every um, time he throws a touchdown pass, I think of. Uh, the movie Friday Night Lights, not the show. Remember when, when Booby throws the touchdown yes, pass? Yes. And he can pass. <laughs> I think the same thing every time Logan throws a touchdown pass. But all around awesome performance by, the, I mean, both sides of the ball. Boaz was moving the ball pretty well to start the game. And then I think Gunnersville made the right adjustments. Braden Graham interception early really helped. I just think this team right now is just really – 
clicking on all cylinders and playing good at the right time. That's right. You know, we're we're seem to be a second half team. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that in some games we don't play well in the first half, but when you kind of look back. You know, you look at Hanley, and obviously everybody's trying to forget that. But in the second half, we came out and played a little bit better. We had a lot of injuries, and I know they were probably subbing a good bit. But we we looked a good bit better. And then throughout the, you know, you look at Fairview. Fairview. That that's that's the, that's a big one where you know we're down at halftime and we come out in the second half and yep. play a lot better. And it's just you know these guys they they've been playing together a long time, and we seem to be a, a little bit deeper than a lot of the 5A teams that we play. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, This first segment is going to be just a little bit short. We're going to go ahead and go to break. Uh, We're going to come back. We're actually going to visit with uh, Douglas head coach Brandon Lyles. Uh, The Eagles, I mean, a lot of things are going to have to happen tonight, which probably won't happen for them not to make the playoffs. So Douglas is sitting here about to make the playoffs for the first time in 23 years. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to visit with Coach Brandon Lyles. And this is the 3 and Out pregame show. We'll be right back. The Three and Out pregame show is presented by Alpha Insurance agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry. Specializing in life, auto, home, and business insurance and determined to cover you at the best possible price. Stop by their office on Blunt Avenue in Gunnersville. Let them take a look and give you a free quote. It only takes a few minutes and they will get you savings. Trust your hometown Alpha agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry. The best agency in the business and big supporters of local high school sports. This is Cameron Troilo with the Laundry Basket Self Storage, Laundry Basket Car Wash, and Laundry Basket Plus. Wishing all the Wildcat football players and cheerleaders another great season. We're proud to support the Gunnersville City Schools and Athletics. Be sure to stop by any of our locations in Gunnersville, Arab, Aberville, and Boaz. Also, drop off, wash, and fold is $1 a pound available at our Gunnersville locations. Go Wildcats! The First Baptist Church in Gunnersville is more than a place to worship on Sunday. It's a part of our community. And they remind you at First Baptist Church in Gunnersville, there's always room for one more. They welcome the opportunity to have you and your family as guests. From preschoolers to senior adults, there's a place for everyone at Gunnersville First Baptist Church. Located on Gunner Avenue in Gunnersville and proud of all our Wildcat student athletes. Quality Auto Sales wants to wish all the competitors on the field tonight the best of luck. Quality Auto Sales has served the Gunnersville area for over 20 years, and as always, they pledge to finance everyone. They have a vehicle for every type of consumer and even have their own on-site mechanic and paint and body shops. Go Wildcats from Quality Auto Sales, located on top of the mountain between Walmart and Lowe's on Highway 431. Arab Lumber and Supply is proud to support the broadcast of local high school sporting events. Arab Lumber has a new design showroom with huge selections of siding, bricks, roofing materials, windows, kitchen and bathroom accessories, and much more. And if your house is in tip-top shape, then stop in anyway and shop their hunting equipment. They carry firearms, ammo, and other outdoor goods. Arab Lumber and Supply, located on the North Brindley Mountain Parkway in Arab. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Hi, this is Wes Long. As a former Wildcat, I learned that timing and execution are not only important on the football field, but also in life. Let my law firm help you plan your family's future, whether it's business, succession, wills and trust, or real estate transactions. One day, your athlete on the field will thank you for staying ahead of the game. Go Wildcats!
And now, back to the three and out pregame show. Welcome back into the three and out pregame show. We had a chance to catch up with Douglas Eagles head coach Brandon Lyles. Easily one of the best seasons Douglas has had in years and years and years. Um, a lot of crazy things would have to happen tonight for the Eagles not to make the playoffs. So it's safe to say these Eagles are going to make the playoffs for the first time in 23 years. So let's talk to Coach Lyles real quick. Coach, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this has been a great season for the Douglas Eagles. Just talk a little bit about the season so far and what you've seen out of your guys. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, glad to be on here. Um, just going through the season, a little bit of an unknown going into it. Uh, we still had fairly young guys um, that returned last year. But we were able to pick up a few kids from the basketball team that had come out their senior year. This really helped us. Um, Reagan Ed- Edmondson, Yael Lucas, uh, those two really stood out for us on offense. And, you know, going through the season, you know, we were unsure kind of where we were and how we would, you know, compete against other teams. Uh, but our kids have really just throughout the season just got – I feel like they've improved every game. Uh, went through a rough stretch with uh, Fairview and Gunnersville. And, uh, you know, Boaz, we're not there yet on a program level. Um, I don't feel like we're, we're physical enough just yet. But those three teams are, are really good. And so, you know, as far as the other games, we've been competitive and had a chance to uh, win those games. So very excited going forward. We know we're not done yet with the season. And, you know, with Crossville and Pisgah coming up, we've still got two games that we need to go out there and compete. Yeah, it, it would obviously take some some pretty crazy things to, to knock you guys out of that four spot. So, We'll just we'll just go ahead and say that you know this Douglas Eagles team is probably going to get into the playoffs. What what does that mean for for the program and not only the program but the community as a whole? You know that community as well as anybody. So, what does that mean for the Douglas community and the football team? Yeah, I mean from our standpoint, uh, you know that last week against West Point, it was a huge game for us to uh, try to control our own destiny, top thing. And and when we did that, it it kind of put us in a good situation. We still got to go up to Crossville and take care of business. You know, and if Gunnersville takes care of West Point, uh, that puts us in the fourth spot. And so, you know, from a community standpoint, it hasn't happened in 23, 24 years since right. Congress has made the playoffs. And this is the first time this happened in region play. Um, you know, when I played going into my senior year, we started region play, and it, it got difficult for Douglas. And it's like they've never got out of that shock. Um, and, you know, it's it's been set up really well for us when I took the job uh, last year. You know, that was our main goal was trying to get in the playoffs. And uh, the kids have done everything we've asked them to do to try to get to this point. And, you know, last week against West Point, we started out pretty fast, got up 13 to nothing, threw a pick six, and then they go down a score, and they go up 14 to 13. And, you know, I felt like if we would have been last year's Douglas team, these kids may not have mentally been able to, uh, you know, recuperate and come back and try to come back. But they did. We went down and scored and made it 21 to 13. And, uh, you know, Reagan Edmondson, our senior, he took over in the fourth quarter. He had three touchdowns along in the fourth quarter. Um, so, just a great win. And then, you know, for the community, it's just I, I, the excitement is here. The fans have been great. Our student section has been outstanding this year. So, you know, I couldn't ask for any more from a community standpoint. Talking with Douglas head coach Brandon Lyles. Coach, uh, like you said just a minute ago, you got you got two more games on the schedule. Let's, let's talk about this Crossfield game tonight. Uh, what should we expect from this Crossville team, and, and what do you what do you see when you put the film on? Yeah, Coach Taylor is doing a good job. He, uh, you know, he's just met him this year. Seems like an outstanding young man and outstanding coach. And 
and he's doing what he can do with those kids. And, you know, they're very multiple on offense. Um, they're going to give you from anything under spread, anything under center. Um, and so formation-wise, we'll have to be prepared to go up against several formations on defense. And then offensively, for us, it's trying to start fast. Um, they're going to be a 4-4 with one high a lot of time. So, you know, we just, we've got to control us and, you know, not go out there and start slow. That's where you worry about sometimes with a with a big win like we had last week. You worry about these kids, how they're going to respond. And we've tried to preach that all week long to try to start fast this week. Coach, we appreciate it as always. And best of luck the rest of the way. And uh, we'll touch base again. Appreciate it. And that was Coach Lyles. Um, obviously, a lot of lot of excitement. The draw is not great. They're going to have to go to Pleasant Grove. I mean, that's just is it's, what it is. It's like – Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, by the way. By the way. But in, enjoy the moment. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know, you know, playing high school sports a long time ago, you know, you still talk about the games that you lost, the, the, you know, your final game with your buddies. Right. You know, you remember this, remember that. So, just soak it up and enjoy it. First time in the playoffs since yeah, I remember, 98. Um, I remember some of the games from playing basketball back in the day at ARAB when we would just get murdered. But we would be playing somebody that went on to be somebody. Right. So we still look back and we're like, remember when yeah. what's his name killed us? <laughs> right. Yeah. What I, what, I mean, so Pleasant Grove's got multiple guys going to play at the next level, running back included. Um, I mean, it's kind of like Gunnersville last year in basketball when mm-hmm. we had sub region at Ramsey. Know, like yeah, you walked in and that guy's what almost seven foot tall. Yeah, going to Mississippi State. I mean, I remember when I was a sophomore, we lost in Jacksonville basketball to uh, Central Coosa, and they had a guy named Justin Tuck. That was their starting center who went on to – he's the sack leader at Notre Dame <laughs> and played for the New York Giants for a long time. So Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. we still we still talk about those those games. And well, those, so not soak to, it up. Yeah, soak it up for sure. That community, the unbelievable job by Brandon Lyles um, to get that program where he's got it. So hats off to Douglas. Um, they play Crossville tonight. They should win. They get Pisgah next week. They should win that game. I mean, so you're looking at a – Six and three, seven, seven and three, three. seven and Douglas three. If they team. win the last two, yeah, that's huge. Um, but we got some, uh, we got some youngins to talk about tonight. Um, before we get into the Gunnersville West Point game, um, Gunnersville youth football, uh, specifically the C team and the A team, are tearing it up. Middle school's playing well. Zach's got a bunch of info on that. Let's let go me, ahead and talk uh, about those. Well, kids. let me just say, like, when you're a high school like varsity coach, um, you know, you're always like looking to see how those those young guys are doing it, you know, yep. the, the grassroots, the guys that are coming up. And, you know, when you look at programs like Fife, that's how they do it. Yep. You know, they start them young. They get them, you know, playing the, uh, the same way and get them playing together and all that. And um, just what an amazing season that our youth program has had. Um, tomorrow, October 23rd, um, and these games are uh, before uh, Alabama. I think Auburn's off, right? Auburn's so, off tomorrow. So you'll be able to go watch these yep. and still get back in time. Uh, to watch Alabama if you're if you're a Crimson Tide fan, but uh, tomorrow at the Gunnersville High School football field, and shout out to Coach Reese for letting them use yeah. that facility because that's a big deal. I know those kids. I know I, when I was a kid, I would have been fired up. That's huge about playing on the yeah. high school uh, the high school facility. But the C team, which is uh, five and uh, five to seven year olds, they were seven and one uh, this season, scoring. St- 278 points and only allowing 64. Yes. Uh, they're playing uh, Buckhorn <laughs> at noon, so right there at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And then the A team, 
uh, which is kids that are almost ready for uh, you know the junior high level, the mm-hmm. ten twelve year olds. They were eight and zero, and they scored three hundred eight points and only allowed yeah. twenty. That yeah. sounds like that nineteen sixty one Alabama defense yeah. right there with Leroy Jordan. But that game will be at three o'clock. There's a game between New Hope and Mae Jemison, uh, kind of squeezed in between those at one thirty. So maybe you can, you know, uh, uh, just check those teams out. But it'd be awesome. It's only five dollars for people eighteen and over. I think it's free for everybody mm-hmm. uh, below that. Um, so you know, come out and and support those teams and also you know i talked to brandon shelton this week and he told me that uh the eighth grade team went seven and O as well yeah so there you go you've got you know uh c team uh at seven and one the a team at uh, uh eight and O, and then junior high yeah seven and O, and uh you know uh, so oh. Just and just to shout out the B team, they beat Fort Payne twelve to nothing. They didn't. They had a lot of injury issues and some, uh, you know, uh, sickness issues throughout the year. Um, and then the seventh grade, uh, I think, had some sort of they had uh, not as great of numbers as mm-hmm. some of the other, but a lot of a um, lot of great athletes coming up and a lot for Coach Reese to be excited about. But try to go to. Go to the go check them out uh, tomorrow at the high school field if you can. Yeah, and I want to say too. Um, the little league teams they they play their games over at alumni field over at the elementary school, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Jeff Balkum and and really all the guys that are involved. They have done a great job over there at that alumni field. I know you probably go that way every morning to drop yep. drop your daughter off. Mm-hmm. They've got the back wall right there at alumni field. They've turned it into like an alumni wall. So you got names like Logan Paid up there. I mean, it's really cool what they've done. Jordan Bentley, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Oh, what a what a great facility that that yeah. has turned out to mm-hmm. be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of run down there in the yeah. past. There's been a lot of people. It'd be too many people for me to name that have had a hand in, you know, sort of making that what it is. And as a soccer program, we use that field in our season because we oh, have yeah. three, we have three high school teams, uh, you know, and so we kind of use that field to practice on uh, yeah, throughout the year. Y'all and Mike, y'all I exactly mean, y'all yeah. all use it. Um, and I, it's funny because. Y'all have been here your entire life. I've been here basically almost. We've adopted you. You have. And I've seen now two two cycles of players come through. So I can remember, like, Spurgeon playing Oh yeah, for the junior high team. Sure. So it's funny to see these guys. And you've seen them. Y'all have both seen them forever. So yeah. it's got to be funny let to me, see them. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me mention, too, uh, Brandon was sending me some of the names of the uh, the kids that, are, that play on the eighth grade team that are going to yeah. be high school players next year. What – like this is like an all-American name team. The quarterback is named Street Smith. Yep. Is there a better football name right, than Street Smith? That, he's he's probably going D one. Maybe yeah, only because just, of his name. Just because his name. of his yeah. name. And then you got Camp Green. Mm-hmm. Camp Green and Cooper Watkins. Uh, you know Jack uh, Lenore. I mean, you got some some really good names yeah. there. And obviously, they can. Uh, they're not just names. They can actually put a product on the field too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, you see these guys that are playing varsity that were just at, at one point on the C team. It's so funny because the five and five to seven year olds it almost looks like just like helmets running around. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny to see these guys grow up and and play varsity football. Right. I mean, I, for for guys like y'all that have been here forever, I know it's got to be cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's I neat. I I remember Jordan when he was yeah. little bitty, and be, they would be like, you know, just messing around before practice and stuff. 
nobody could catch him. Mm-hmm. You knew, like, even when he was, like, eight or nine years old, that he was just going to – he was a yep. head taller than everybody, and he was just <laughs> running around, and nobody could literally tag him. They were playing tag. Nobody could tag him. But I'll tell you, one guy I'm really excited about from watching this team, that Julian Jordan. Mm-hmm. That yeah. guy, he's going to be special. Yeah. He's going to be a very yeah, good player, Yeah, Street Smith and those guys, too. I, I covered um, a few of their games last year. One of their games, actually, I think it was against um, – I think it was the Albertville game. It went into like triple overtime. Oh wow! Yeah, it was the easily the best seventh grade game I ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Guntersville ended up winning, or no? I think I can't remember. Anyway, we'll, we'll just go with that. Guntersville ended up <laughs> winning. Yeah, but no, there's some talent on that team, and then this um, this A team in the youth league, they've got several good players that will oh, definitely right. that are definitely going to contribute. Sooner rather than later. Oh, I've seen I've seen some of the videos posted on Facebook mm-hmm. by by people, and mm-hmm. you know some of the blocks that they have, and some mm-hmm. of the <laughs> touchdown runs. It's like, whoa, yep. these guys. I mean, I I don't know I don't, I don't know if Coach Reese is uh, is decided to if he's retiring or if he's going to hang around for a long much longer. But seeing a group like that, I know for me, mm-hmm. I see a group like that coming up in the sixth and seventh grade. I'm like, hmm, I might hang around for a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean. That's the great thing about this program as a whole is that's really always there. Right. You may have one group, maybe two, that are struggling just a little bit just from a pure numbers um, perspective. But at the, when it comes down to it, from C team to eighth grade, there's talent coming up. I mean, it's a, it's a steady supply of talent. And when people, people around the area talk about how, yeah, Gunner, I've heard it from coaches all year long, Gunnersville's the standard in this region. I think that has a lot to do with it. Sure, absolutely. If not everything to do with it. I mean, Starts. obviously, when the, when they get there, they're coached well. Starting with the C team. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you start to build the fundamentals of the game with those young players, mm-hmm. and it just carries over. And then as they get older, you know, they're able to do more things. But you start teaching the game. Make sure they understand the rules. Make sure they understand technique, tackling the right way, that sort of yep. thing. And, uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Talking a little bit about this West Point game tonight before we have to go to break. Um, you know, obviously West Point has not had the best of seasons when it comes to the region. Uh, Gunnersville, honestly, it's one of those trips that you want to get. You want to get off the bus, get what you got to get done, get back on the bus and get home and start getting ready for Albertville. Right. Um, one of those games where – you don't want to see anybody get any any kind of nicks, any kind of injuries. Um, I you know, obviously, I don't think Gunnersville is going to have much much trouble in this game. I don't either. Um, I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to sound Speechless. cocky or anything. No, just, no, you know, I, I, just, mean, I, no I mean, um, but I, I just hope that their mindset is this game and not next week's game because it's easy. Yeah. it's very easy to over overlook this game. Yeah, uh, into next week's game because yeah. next, next week's game means so much. Well, let me know? tell you, it's going to be hard. I know they're at home, and I guess it it may it may potentially be senior night for them, so they might get a boost from there. It's going to be hard to get up for the region champion uh, when you lost by twenty points to Douglas yeah. at home the exactly. night, the the week before. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, hey, when it's senior night, I mean, I remember my senior night we we had lost to Coleman by thirty points uh, earlier in the season. Played them on senior night and beat them mm-hmm. the last second shot. So you know a lot of things can happen, but yeah, I don't I don't see Gunners will having much trouble with them tonight. Just hope everybody gets back and healthy and rested up because we're. I mean, you talk about looking forward to next week. It's the week. Looking after. forward to the week after. I mean, we already know who we're playing pretty much for the first round of the playoffs. We're going to talk about that 
when we come back from break. Uh, stick around. It's the three and out pregame show. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs coming up because we're kind of getting a clear picture now. So we'll be right back. The three and out pregame show is presented by Alpha Insurance agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry, specializing in life, auto, home, and business insurance, and determined to cover you at the best possible price. Stop by their office on Blunt Avenue in Gunnersville. Let them take a look and give you a free quote. It only takes a few minutes and they will get you savings. Trust your hometown Alpha agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry, the best agency in the business and big supporters of local high school sports. Hello, this is Maury Yancey, president of the Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce staff, board, and membership proudly cheer the Wildcats on to victory. When you shop local, you are supporting the future of our young people. The commerce in this community helps provide the taxes to support our city schools. If you are not already a member of the Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce, give us a call or come by our office. Join one of the most active chambers in Alabama and one of the largest for a community our size. The Lake Gunnersville Chamber of Commerce, cheering on the Wildcats. Wenzel's Oyster House near Gunnersville High School at the foot of the mountain is proud to be a Wildcat supporter. They specialize in Gulf Coast seafood, including shrimp, oysters, and fresh fish. Also, all of your favorites like crab legs, steaks, and pasta, and much more, including a delicious lunch menu with all of your seafood favorites, plus things like great salads, fish tacos, burgers, and pool boys, all at Wenzel's Oyster House, foot of the mountain in Gunnersville. This is Jay Myers with H&H Construction of North Alabama. As a former Wildcat and lifelong resident of Gunnersville, I want to wish all of our athletes the best of luck tonight. The same way you can count on GHS to perform great on the field, H&H Construction will always deliver quality work and exceed your expectations. We're a local, full-service construction company and can handle all your roofing, remodeling, and restoration needs. Give us a call at 256-677-5692. And remember, H&H Construction, proud supporters of Wildcat football. This is Pastor Ricky Smith of Gunnersville First United Methodist Church. I hope you'll join me and the congregation for our Sunday morning worship service live on WTWX this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Hey everybody, this is Michael Wilder, youth pastor at Gunnersville First United Methodist Church. I just want to take a minute to invite all junior and senior high students to come hang out and worship with us on Wednesday nights from 6 until 8 p.m. with our youth group, Momentum Student Ministries. And remember that you are loved by God and go Wildcats. Water is a big quality of life factor in Gunnersville, and not just because of Lake Gunnersville. At the Gunnersville Water Board, we make sure every home and business can count on excellent water quality at reasonable rates. And thanks to continuous investment in the latest treatment technology, we stand ready to serve customers with unsurpassed quality of life for decades to come. For more information on the Gunnersville Water Board, including fast and easy online bill paying, please visit GunnersvilleWater.com. And now, back to the Three and Out pregame show. And welcome back in to the Three and Out pregame show. I know we've got two regular season games left. The playoffs are already pretty well shaping out for specifically for our area, for Class 5, Class 5A Region 7, as well as Class 6A Region 7. Um, let's talk about Gunnersville first. So Gunnersville beats Boaz last week. Wraps up the region championship. They will once again host the first-round playoff game. It's looking like right now they're going to play Ramsey. And your first thought is, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? You win your region and you get to host Ramsey. But 
Um, from everything I've heard, this is not the Ramsey team of old. They've still got some talent and some spots, but it's not it's not one of those Ramsey teams that's just loaded. They, ha- they had a, a senior class last year that is sort of like our senior class this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've, they've lost quite a bit. I know they lost uh, uh, the defensive tackle. He yeah. went to Alabama. Yes. He's yep. getting redshirted this year. So they get Ramsey at home. We're going to play the if game as, as much as Coach Reese hates us to. Let's assume they beat Ramsey. Looks like they will go go on the road to – is it two? So in the second round, East Limes are in the uh, opposite first round matchup that we that the Wildcats would match up with. It's going to be East Limestone versus um, either Center Point, right. Moody, or Lincoln, and it could be any of them. Lincoln and Moody are actually playing each other, so probably the winner of that's going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably going to be Lincoln or Moody. So I imagine East Limestone is going to beat the the winner of that Lincoln and Moody game. So what you would get if Gunnersville wins and East Limestone wins, mm-hmm. you'll get Gunnersville hosting in the second round. Okay. Because they're on top, top of, the of the bracket. If if East Limestone were to lose that first round game, then whoever beat them, we would have to travel to that team. And, it w- and it's looking like it'd be Moody or Lincoln. And we need to check and make sure, though, because it's not based on – I'm almost positive. It's not based on where you are in the bracket. It's based on how many home g- – that's right. How many away games you've played? No, that's right. Okay. So, so East Limestone would be at home. Okay. In the first round, and yeah. so would Gunnersville. So they would both have a home game. So then the right. default goes to the top gotcha. of the bracket. Gotcha. Trust me, man. I've I've had eight years of of and doing this on the soccer I side, know, and and it, it just seems like it gets so confusing. And I don't well, know. Well, and 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 I, and I know, like, and I know, Coach Trace would like slap me if you heard me say this, mm-hmm. but if if you keep if Gunnersville keeps winning mm-hmm. and the quote-unquote favored teams keep winning, mm-hmm. um, Gunnersville would have the third round and fourth round all at home. Gotcha. Third round's going to be Pleasant Grove. But when you start, yeah, when you start getting into, yeah, third round would be at home. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as as long as long Pleasant Grove played the number two team out of Region 6 in the second round. It sounds really confusing, but if you're Gunnersville, you want to obviously focus on yourself, focus on winning your games. But if, as long as there's no upsets, yeah. you're going to be staying at home the whole time. And I, and I was looking um, at all these records, too, and I get to Pleasant Grove, and it says 7-1. and one, And I'm like, who beat Pleasant – I mean, did they play Tennessee? <laughs> who beat Pleasant Grove? So I go and look. They had lost the first week to Oxford, and I'm just sitting there baffled by <laughs> how did this happen? It's not what happened. They beat Oxford 60-20. to 20. They had an ineligible player on the field. <laughs> So they had to forfeit the game. Okay. I mean, I was dreadful. I texted Zach. I asked Coach Reese. I was like, there's no way Oxford right. beat no. Pleasant Grove. So, no. so when you were you correct. See, <laughs> yeah, so when you see that 7-1, and one, that's what happened. Um, that, that was my first reaction. Literally, it was like, did Pleasant Grove play Vandy? Did, did they, we didn't know about it. <laughs> did, they, did they leave half their team at home? <laughs> so uh, that's how it worked out in that region. Um, let's see. I've got it right here. The, the way it worked. Shook, shook out the rest of that region. Region 5 is Pleasant Grove, Parker, Fairfield, and Ramsey. That's how that ended. Now, up in 6A, uh, Region 7 with ARAB. So, ARAB had a chance two weeks ago to finish off the region by beating Oxford at home. They weren't able to do that. They need some help tonight. Um, not only do they need to beat Springfield tonight, they get Springfield at home, which is a 100% winnable game for ARAB. They need Fort Payne to beat Oxford tonight, which – 
it could be tougher said than because Fort Payne goes to Oxford tonight. They have to mm. travel to Oxford. I mean, but regardless, Arab's going to finish second in the a- region to get Arab's to host. Arab's a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Coach Coach Osmond is uh, one of the most slam dunk hires that I think Arab has maybe ever made at, at football coach. Honestly, yeah, you got to keep, keep him. Yeah, oh, exactly. He <laughs> loves it now. Of course, when I was working, when I when I, the few the inter- times I've interviewed him, I mean, he and his wife are are all in at Arab. So I hope they do. Isn't it refreshing that we don't have to deal with agents? You know, because every mm-hmm. time in college football, right. every time there's an opening, like you know, it'll be USC and yeah. LSU. We'd like, have to call Jimmy Sexton. Every every, every yeah. coach is mentioned, and you'd mm-hmm. have to worry about your coach leaving yep. and all that. Yeah, don't have agents in high school, so it's a little. Yeah, so we little... just we just text Coach. Are you going to Oxford? <laughs> Are you going to stay there? Because <laughs> I mean, he slam dunk hire. Hope he stays around for for quite a while. Uh, but yeah, Arab needs a little help tonight to to lock up that first that first uh, seed in the region. Regardless, they're going to host a playoff game at home, and I can go ahead and tell you this: there will be a few people at the home playoff game. Oh, they'll Arab. have to, they'll have to can, pull in extra bleachers. I can tell you that for for a fact. If you're if you're going to that game, you need to probably park at Zaxby's across the street. About <laughs> yeah, Waffle, or, or still, get that or get there at four thirty. Still still a spot at the Waffle House or at Gillen Baptist Church. <laughs> Um, the way Region 5, Class 6A Region 5, the way it shook out, uh, Mountain Brook finished on top, Briarwood second, Homewood third, and Chelsea fourth. Um, the Chelsea game is probably pretty winnable for ARAB. Um, so we'll just see how, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, I know, like I said, that town's excited. I know they are uh, to get a, get a home playoff game no matter what, but – that's just kind of how the playoffs are looking right now. Um, nobody else in our area is going to the playoffs. Boaz, Boaz and Douglas, we've talked about that. Though. The, I'm talking about yeah. DAR. Yeah, yeah. Not a great season. Albertville's um, having a tough season. Albertville's not going to the playoffs, so we'll be sitting here um, seeing what Gunnersville and Boaz does to Nate. represent Marshall County and ARAB. I don't root for, like, the other SEC teams. Like, mm-hmm. people say, like, root for no, SEC. I don't, I don't, do, I don't that do that. But in the county, I actually do. Yeah, um, obviously, I want, I'm want. i from Gunnersville. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the Wildcats to, to win and to beat our local teams. But it's always better when you've got all these teams around here playing well mm-hmm. and doing doing well. Um, so Yeah, for sure. It's exciting. Um, you know, we're like I said, we're already kind of getting a good idea of how the playoffs are going to look. Yeah. Um, Real quick, we've got a few minutes before the end of the segment. Let's just talk a little college football because, um, to be honest with you, this is probably the worst slate of the year of games <laughs> when it comes to college football. I don't think I don't think we have one top 25 matchup, do we? Um, no. no. There will be upsets, though. You can go ahead and mark that down. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, let me just put – can we have an over-under on the amount of, like uh, – uh, Mustard bottles that are going to be brought <laughs> right to the Alabama top. Tennessee game. I'm going. I'm going to the game. I'll be there too. Are you going? Yeah. Where do y'all? I hate to get off on a tangent here. Where do you usually sit? Um, over in section M, over kind of in the corner. M. Okay. Yep. M. We're, we're in N. Okay. Right there with the yeah. faculty and staff. Yes. Okay. They're a blast, man. Oh uh, yeah. If you've never sat, I hope I run into Nate Oates. Oh yeah. He's been at most of the games. Well, he's they got a big recruiting weekend. Yeah, um, and, and they've got a yeah. uh, if you're staying to Sunday, they have a charity yeah. exhibition game on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, they do. I saw that. Um mm-hmm. and they they're selling tickets for that, but 
Yeah, um, not a whole lot. I mean, when LSU at Ole Miss uh, combined four losses is your in the middle of the season is your two thirty CBS game. Edo out. You know, it's not uh, not great. Yeah, Ed Orgeron is officially out. Everybody kind of saw that coming. In, in y'all's opinion, pretty quickly, where does the LSU job rank in your oh, mind? Man, okay, if completely taking my bias out yeah. of it. It's in the top five or top ten for me in the entire country. I'd say top five. I'd say top five. Because it's so easy to recruit there. If you just know what you're doing and you can appeal to the kids. I mean, Louisiana kids, like, they're dying to go there. And there's so much pressure on them to go there. It's just – if you can just keep the Louisiana Uh kids, you can win and compete. Look how many studs have came out of straight Baton Rouge to Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, like Landon Collins, people like that. Landon Collins. Dylan Moses. I mean, it's just insane to think that Christian Harris. I of course, Ed O's done a really good job. I mean, their their roster, the FPI rankings that ESPN does, and and twenty four seven Sports, and all those guys, their roster is like the third, fourth best roster in the country. Right. I think it just goes to show you why they felt like they had to make the move. Very Gene Chizik esque right. to get that national title. Sometimes things just align perfectly. I mean, for that, that team. You know, nobody was beating that team. If if LSU played twenty five games that year, they would have won twenty five games. No, nobody saw Joe Burrow coming mm-hmm. um, to be the, the the stud and the yeah. elite player that he was. But I want to throw something at, at both of y'all right here. Mm-hmm. What about Lane Kiffin at LSU? <laughs> now, how scary is that? That's the one name. They're, they're, a lot of people are talking about Joe Brady, mm-hmm. who you know was their OC two years ago, coming back from the Panthers. Um, I don't think he's leaving if, the NFL. If I'm LSU. I'm making Lane Kiffin an offer he can't refuse. That's one of my first calls. And with him at LSU, I mean, I'm telling you, even as an Alabama fan, as good as we've been, mm. that's a scary, scary uh, yep. thought. It's actually, it's actually a call to Jimmy Sexton. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a call to Jimmy Sexton. No, I don't think Joe Brady's going anywhere. They ought, they asked him the other day about it, and he said he was more focused on making his offense look better this week than they did last he's week. He's trying to be an NFL coach, yeah. a head coach, oh, I believe. Yeah. Definitely, um, he seems to have that kind of NFL – and LSU, a lot of these guys don't straight up don't want to recruit. Yeah, and you know, and I can't blame them. And LSU's a mess right now. It they've is. got a lot of they got a lot of NCAA violations going on. They've got a Title IX investigation. They're a complete mess. If, if I'm Kiffin, if I if I do take the job, one of my first calls is to Edo. I want you on the staff. staff. Between me and you recruiting, we will. They can recruit the world. Those two guys. I kind of wonder though if LSU's going to want him to stay around. Like Man, the it depends. School. It depends if there's if there's things going on. If but, I'm at O, he's sixty years old. He got just got seventeen million over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go and Peace. relax at the house for a little bit, yeah. at least for a little, bit, a little bit. You know, maybe get back into coaching in a year or two. Get in the USFL when it comes to <laughs> Birmingham. That's another discussion for another day. Uh, uh, quickly before we go to break. Uh, Auburn back-to-back SEC road wins as underdogs. I was sh- I was shocked by the Arkansas game. I really was. Me too. Um, but I'm telling you right now, Harson's he's already got it moving in the right direction. And and for for Bo's faults, he was he's been playing good. Harson Harson's biggest thing for him to be successful is he's gonna have to recruit, and mm-hmm. he's not he's not used to recruiting yeah. against these schools. You Man, know. he gets players. But if he gets some players, they mm-hmm. can be they can be really really good. I, I think, and I think Blake uh, would agree. Auburn traditionally doesn't play very well at eleven o'clock, especially against teams like Arkansas. You're right, but boy, they brought it from they the did. opening whistle. They brought it. They did um, making that Iron Bowl down the road looking 
even more and more interesting as it always is. Auburn is off tomorrow, so you will not hear the Tigers here on 95.9. Uh, they'll be back next week. They got a murderer's row the next three games. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If I get the order wrong, tell me. It's Ole Miss, A&M, Mississippi State. Boom, boom, boom. And then Bama. You um, left off Bama. Yeah, they got somebody <laughs> who's on the oh, 20th. You got some Austin P or somebody on the 20th. Or the before Citadel. Bama. The Citadel or Mercer or somebody. Something. I thought I thought Auburn had one more. That's right. Well, that's cupcake. South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina. That's right. Apologize um, to any Gamecock yeah, fans sorry. out there. Um, but, um, but, yeah, we're going to go to break real quick because we, we still got to talk to Coach Reese for this matchup with West Point. It is the three and out pregame show. We'll be right back and uh, we'll visit with Coach Reese. The three and out pregame show is presented by Alpha Insurance agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry. Specializing in life, auto, home, and business insurance and determined to cover you at the best possible price. Stop by their office on Blunt Avenue in Gunnersville. Let them take a look and give you a free quote. It only takes a few minutes and they will get you savings. Trust your hometown Alpha agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry. The best agency in the business and big supporters of local high school sports. Bonds Appliance, longtime supporters of Guntersville Athletics. Bonds Appliance has proudly served Guntersville for over 36 years, so remember to make them your first stop for all your home appliance and lawn and garden needs. They carry the same great brands as those big box stores, but offer friendly and personal down-home service. And they deliver, install, and service everything they sell. Located on 1415 Gunter Ave in Guntersville. Go Wildcats from everyone at Bonds Appliance. Gunnersville's Church of Christ at 800 Gunner Avenue is so proud to support the Gunnersville Wildcats. The Church of Christ is a loving, friendly church in the city. They're a congregation of Christ that welcomes all visitors and follows the teachings of Jesus. Find out more about the Gunnersville Church of Christ on their Facebook page. And the Gunnersville Church of Christ certainly supports the Gunnersville Wildcats Clay Irrigation and Landscape, proud supporters of Friday Night Football. Clay Irrigation is locally based in the Gunnersville area, and you can always count on the unmatched quality and workmanship they built their reputation on over 25 years ago. Beyond routine landscape services, they also offer irrigation, sprinkler systems, lighting, stonework, designing, and so much more. Beautiful work you'll enjoy for a lifetime. Give them a call at 505-0781. And go Cats! From everyone at Clay Irrigation. The Electric Board of Gunnersville works hard to provide reliable electric service to our residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Please visit our website at gunnersvilleelectric.com for a variety of convenient bill pay options and let TVA's Energy Right Solutions help guide you on smarter options about the ways you use energy as well as tips on how to save money. Go Wildcats! From everyone at the Electric Board of Gunnersville. Hampton Inn on Lake Gunnersville would like to wish all the student athletes of GHS the best of luck this season. We are locally owned and operated and proud to offer all the amenities and conveniences of home. Need event space for your next gathering? Call or visit us online. We are located on Highway 431 next to the high school overlooking beautiful Lake Gunnersville. Go Wildcats from everyone at Lake Gunnersville Hampton Inn. And now, this week's interview with Guntersville head coach Lance Reese, brought to you by Foodland Plus in Guntersville. 
We folks at Foodland are so proud of you, Coach Reese, and the Wildcats for the outstanding season that you're enjoying now. Just nothing but best wishes in the future. From your fans at Foodland, we're right across from the high school in the Southgate Shopping Center with a harvest of savings for you this week. Shop with us. Thank you from Foodland. And welcome into the Coach Lance Reese Show. Uh, Coach, appreciate you joining us as always. Big win last week against Boaz, wrapped up the region championship. Just just talk a little bit about the game last week. Yeah, Boaz was a really big game. From the It was for the region championship, and it's also a, a county rival, and uh, you always want to win the, the county. And uh, I had a really good team, came out, uh, played physical football, took the lead on us early, and we had to fight back. But I uh, thought we did some good things. Uh, I thought the score right before the half when we uh, – Sam Kennedy caught the touchdown pass just before halftime, put us up by two scores. Then we came out uh, the second half and uh, got them three and out and was able to put another score on it. So once it became a three-touchdown game, uh, kind of made them pass and play catch-up, which is not what they do. So uh, able to take control of the game, but uh, just thrilled with their effort and glad to get another win. Yeah, talk a little bit about um, you know the play of uh, obviously Logan Pate, some of some of his best runs, if not maybe his best run, came from that game. Just talk a little bit about his play and how he's really come on and, and done what we've expected, but still some pretty great things from Logan. Yeah, it's great to have a senior running back like Logan. Uh, had a huge night for us. Probably, like you said, had his best touchdown run of the year. Just really physical and also made some guys miss. Uh, I think Logan became the second all-time leading rusher in Gunnerton football history. Like he passed Josh Gunther, who's another running back that I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, to coach. So uh, really proud of Logan and all he's accomplished. You know, I know he'd give credit to the offensive line as well. And then, uh, and then we, I think we had, I think Logan had about 150 yards rushing. We had like mm-hmm. 170 yards passing. So, uh, and then Cole McCarty broke about a like a 70 yard run himself. So yep. we're always striving for balance. So thrilled to see Logan get that big run, but glad that. Uh, Cole had another good night along with the receivers, and we were able to have balance on offense. Yeah, and, and going into the game, you, you know, you talked about, um, you know, this this Boaz offense and how physical they are. Um, I, f- I felt like the defense kind of answered the bell there. Just uh, talk about that group. Yeah, they came out and kind of just shoved one down their throat early. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like anything else, it's hard to simulate that in practice when you're going against the young guys. So, uh it uh, really took his wild wreck to kind of step up to the level of physicality they were playing with on the front. And then their their uh, quarterback had great speed. He was kind of a, a guy, a dual threat guy that could uh, run the power read where he could hand it off or he could uh, keep the ball. So that gave us some trouble early, but I thought we adjusted and uh, did a good job, played more physical defense. But like I said, it did help in the second half when we got, we got up by three touchdowns and made them have to stop throwing the ball. Kind of played into our hands a little bit. And with a win, um, you know, you guys are now region champs. You're going to host the first round of a playoff game. Do we know right now of who you guys might see, or is it still kind of up in the air? Yeah, we, our region matches up with the region five uh, the first round. It looks like we'll be hosting Ramsey, which is a team that won the 6A state championship just a few years ago. And it seems like they always are battling with Pleasant Grove to see who's going to represent the north in the championship game. So. It's going to be a tremendous challenge for us to play a team like Ramsey in the first round. Uh, fortunate enough, we did win the region, so we've got them at home. Uh, I don't know if people can remember back, but a few years ago we played them. We hosted them twice in the first round, just had mm-hmm. super close games, real physical games with them. So 
It's a team we're, we're familiar with. They've been here before. But uh, we'll have a great challenge in round one. And obviously, there's uh, you know two games left on this schedule. You got you got West Point tonight, and then you're going to go to Albertville uh, the, the following week. Talk a little bit about this West Point team. And you know, y- yes, you've you've wrapped up the region, but I'm sure it's important for you. It's important for your players to to make sure you win every game in the region. Sure, West Point's a team that's won. Uh, they've won five games, and they've uh, they've got a big offensive line, play a lot power football, much like Boaz did. Uh, they got some younger guys on defense, so we'll need to get our offense going and score some points. The big thing I've talked to the team about, if we want to have success in the playoffs, we've got to, we can't just try to play well enough just to win this week. We've got to try to be a better football team. And the same thing with Alberville, even though it's a great uh, rival, oldest rival in the state of Alabama, we've got to find a way to get better if we're going to play these teams like Ramsey in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So can't just look to finish out the regular season. We've got to look to continue to improve. How are we looking on the injury front so far? And also, I know COVID is still still yeah. kind of an issue. So, how are we looking on those fronts? Uh, Cooper Davidson's been uh, – he and Antonio Spurgeon have both been sick this week. So, we've had to work some uh, backups. And Cooper's a guy – if he goes down, it's like losing about three people. Yeah. And then uh, Antonio had to – I felt like his best game of the year on defense. And he's mm-hmm. also our holder and backup quarterback. So, uh, you don't want to see those guys uh, – you know, be out, but uh, it gives somebody else an opportunity to step in there and get meaningful playing time. So, uh, had a good week of practice. Uh, it's been great that the weather's kind of turned and seventies uh, are make, make practice much yeah. more enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's going to be another great day. Hope people make that trip to to uh, Coleman and watch us play uh, West Point. Absolutely, Coach. As always, we appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Yeah, thank you. And so let's remind you again of the harvest of savings sale that's taking place over at Foodland across from the high school. This week, Foodland is featuring New York strip steak. This is pure beef and family packs for only $6.99 a pound. And our jack-o'-lantern pumpkin, $4.99 each. Hurry for your share of the harvest of savings sale values at Foodland across from the high school. You've been listening to the Coach Reese interview, sponsored by Foodland Plus in Gunnersville. Kickoff is only minutes away. And that was Coach Reese. Obviously, he is excited about the team's performance last week, but he knows there's still work to be done before these playoffs start. That's it for us at the 3 and Out pregame show. We're going to go ahead and send it up to the press box. Greg and Joel are waiting at West Point. If you're headed to the game tonight, please be careful getting there. Until next week, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.